Mandy Mayhem is a resident of Waitati, just north of Otapoti. She's a celebrant, a Dunedin city councillor and a community pirate. Mandy's quirky and colourful attire makes her something of a poster person for the bustling seaside village of around 400 residents. And Maggie Tweedy caught up with her for Culture 101 uh, Weekly Regional Wrap. And she started by asking about Waitati. Waitati is maybe 15 minutes north of beautiful Otipoti, Dunedin. And um, it's a small country settlement, we call it a village, on the edge of Blueskin Bay, which is paradise. It's got a bit of a reputation as a place that people go to when they want to get away from the traditional and lean into the unconventional. What attracts people there? Um, I think initially a cheap housing was a thing. It's a very low-lying coastal community and in the early 70s, post a large flood, there was a lot of cheap land and housing and there was an influx of alternative lifestylers. You might call them hippies, but that's a label. Um, it was the melting pot at the time, the home... Um, the home of the Mushroom Magazine, which was an alternative lifestyle as guide to things like Mombasa Festival and other things happening in New Zealand at the time. Um, also the birthplace of the Values Party, uh, which later became the Greens. And um, also the Waitati Militia, which is a pacifist warfare group established in 1972 in protest to the Vietnam War and political things that were happening around us. So always... Very active, always. We're a transition town, so a lot of people drive electric vehicles. We're looking at alternative ways of living. Um, we focus a lot on community resilience. And for me, that means well-being. Uh, you know, it's a community where everybody knows each other, looks after each other, and likes to have a good time. Mm. And we know local communities, they are only as good as the people in them, aren't they? I, I read that you have a giveaway seed library. What are some of the other local treasures that you and others have built to bring people together and, and keep that well-being? Uh, well, m more used than the seed library is our free food pantry. And as fast as we can stock that pantry, it empties. So that shows me there's a true need in the community that a lot of people are doing it tough at the moment. Um, we have a wonderful community market every month on the first Sunday of the month where people can gather and um, particularly children like to set up a stall and um, trade toys and things together and we buy our fresh produce and the whole community comes together really and just um, connects which is which is important. And it looks like quite a colourful place to live as well. Oh absolutely way more artists per, per population than anywhere else so we have a wealth of musicians, um, visual artists, performance artists, creative artists, a beautiful little ceramic studio at the school that everyone in the community gets to utilise. Um, so very culturally enriched. Is your last name really Mayhem? You seem like the kind of person who might adopt a pseudonym. <laughs> Uh, it, I did adopt that pseudonym 25 years ago when I joined Ridgeway's Family Circus. <laughs> Tell me about your time in the circus. What an interesting story. <laughs> well, I'd, I started my university here in Otago, and because I was born and raised in the area, I felt the need to stretch my legs, moved to 
Wellington and finished my degree in women's studies. They asked me to do a master's degree, but the circus came to town looking for a clown. And at that point, it was a lot more appealing for me to hit the road. And I did travel around for five years. I started out as the clown, but I became the ringmaster, animal carer, education officer, agent, driver, chimpanzee buddy, you name it, general dog's body. It was uh, it was definitely a learning experience. Were you just travelling around Aotearoa or did you go further afield? Yes, no, um, mainly just um, the North Island, in fact. Did you have a favourite job? Um, I really enjoyed engaging with the school children because um, in my role as the education officer, I was talking about the history of circus in New Zealand and the movement away from wild animals in captivity and how um, our Ridgeways family had inherited their menagerie and that um, we had chimpanzees and Shetland ponies and little Kelpie dogs. But we actually, the chimpanzees, we worked with SAFE, Save Animals from Exploitation, for them to be relocated to Zambia in the Congo Basin and live out their days in a sanctuary there. How has your lifestyle and knack for the weird and wonderful sort of informed your life? I think it makes a lot of sense that you were initially part of the circus because you adopt a pirate attire as a way of expression. Tell me more about this. Where did it start? Uh, Well, that's completely to do with the Waitati militia. I'm now the captain, but prior to that, I, um, I was finding it difficult to assert my authority in an old boys militia network. And so um, in frustration, I declared I was going to be commander of my own naval manoeuvres. <laughs> and I declared myself a pirate queen, which, um, you know, which led to a lot of great battle material to be recognised as a pirate queen. And I say to children, if you can be anything, well, you can be anything you want in this world, but if you can be a pirate, you should try to be a pirate. They're kind of like the Robin Hood of the people, um, a pirate's code of share the plunder. So uh, very much about equality and um, making sure everyone gets a share of the prize. And we have some beautiful photos of you up on our web page. You've got bright red hair, dressed in gold and, and that beautiful pirate costume as well. You really do embody what one would imagine to be a pirate queen. You also work <laughs> as a Dunedin City Councillor. That's true. Yes, pirate in politics. <laughs> yeah, you are the first pirate in politics. Um, what keeps you creative and when you are bogged down by bureaucracy in that role? Oh, I've got a lot of hats. Um, I did think it was a bit of a curveball the day that I declared it was talk like a pirate day and proceeded to um, talk like a pirate through the whole meeting. They're getting used to me. <laughs> Though you can't call the, that council pale and sal anymore, can you? No. Not with you no, there. No, absolutely, <laughs> which is great. I was voted into that seat. You know, it's hard to get unelected. So, um, yeah, a pirate I will be. What else is happening around Waitati? Can you let us in on some of the cultural happenings there? Uh, well, the beer fest is incredible because um, it's zero cost and everyone contributes. They bring the beer, entry by a crate, there's food and music all day long. It's just a party in a paddock, uh, but there are two beer cups to compete for. As an MC, I get to present the cups 
And um, this year it's an Aotearoa Pale Ale. So the brewers have been experimenting with um, New Zealand hops. We've got several local bands playing, Dougie and the Moon Rocks, Chemical Damage, Hysteria, Sauron, Robots in Love, MSG, Bent Copper and DJ Ruins as well. And um, and that's going to be a whole day of beer and music. So the judging is by public scrutiny and everybody votes on the winning beer at the end of the day. So are these professional brewers or are there just some home brewers among you? Oh, Richard Emerson's name's on the beer cup. Oh, yes. Um, so there are definitely brewers of a high calibre. I don't know if you've heard of Ark Brewery. That's our local drinking hole. And John O, the head brewer there, has um, often entered the beer brewers. And um, a lot of the the brew makers are members of the Sober Society of Beer Advocates, the Dunedin Regional Group. So they're really high calibre beers. Uh, and what's happening in November? Oh, wow, very exciting. Um, a good friend of mine, uh, Greg Franco from LA, just uh, arrived in Auckland yesterday and he's going to kick off a national tour and it's 20 years of his band Rough Church. Um, Greg's had a long-time uh, association with New Zealand. I think this is probably his eighth tour here. Um, back in... 2001, um, just after 9-11 actually, he was at um, a venue, the Knitting Factory, and he met The Clean from Dunedin and um, struck a really great relationship with Hamish and David and Robert Scott and then came here to New Zealand to visit, ended up um, doing a number of recordings here in New Zealand, out at um, Chick's Hotel even. And um, it's it's the 20 year anniversary of Rough Church, so he's uh, touring with a trio, bringing with him Mark Doton and Jared Dowd from LA with him, and um, Andrew Maitai from Power Tool Records. Andrew has a venue. UFO in Auckland and his band The Fuzzies are going to be coming on tour um, and they're going to play a house gig at my house on the 4th of November and then on Sunday with Seafog they'll be playing at Dive Bar and Venue in Dunedin. So I'm really excited. This will be the second house concert. I think I first met Greg in 2016 and we organised a concert in Seacliff. And then in 2019, he played at my house. It was the May the 4th Be With You party. <laughs> well, I don't know how you're going to go, because you're talking about this on national radio. And <laughs> yeah. I think people might be spilling out into the backyard. Your house looks... Oh, it will be the backyard, because um, I don't think... Last time, we all squeezed into the lounge, and the poor old house was jumping up and down on its piles, very literally chandeliers swinging. So this time, um, being November, I'm praying for a sunny day. There'll be a gazebo otherwise, and they'll be playing the back deck. I've had to invite the whole neighbourhood because they're going to hear the concert, definitely. If you can't beat them, join them. Hey, thank you so much for joining me, Mandy. My pleasure.